You're listening to Film School, broadcasting every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time at KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California, and on the web at KUCI.org slash Film School. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. Over the past 23 years, the International Documentary Association has served as a forum and voice for documentarians around the world. IDA currently serves over 2,800 members in 50 countries, offering programs, seminars, lectures, workshops, and screenings for its members and the general public. On the phone with us is the executive director of IDA, Sandra Rush. Sandra, are you there? Yes, good morning. Good morning. Welcome to film school. How are you doing today? Very well, thank you. Now, now you're up in uh, in Los Angeles, yes? Yes, we are. Just just last month, you had a, a bit of a of a documentary film festival there at the the ArcLight. Is that right? Yes, we have. This is our tenth uh, annual what we call DocuWeek theatrical documentary showcase. It's really not a festival; it is a showcase. It's a theatrical showing of sixteen films that are now being considered as eligible for Academy consideration. What we do is provide an opportunity for documentary filmmakers who may not have distributors to show their films for one week, which is part of the Academy rules for eligibility for the documentary genre. And so we had a terrific program this past uh, last week of August at the Arclight, and this will be our 10th year of doing it. We have a rather good record because uh, several times some of these films that have qualified through us have also been uh, Academy Award nominees, and then some of them have actually won Academy Awards. Well, so, let's see. I want to know a winner's name. Born <laughs> uh, into Brothels. Oh, really? Oh, that was a beautiful film. Yeah. My goodness. We, yeah. Have, we qualified that film, and after it was qualified, it got a distributor, and then it was nominated, and then it won the Academy Awards. So that for the best documentary. That was extraordinary. That was just a, a beautifully shot film, and it was a touching film. Uh, I, yeah. I I don't know if if you could you could fault that film in any way. I, I it's one of my favorite of of uh, was that just in two thousand and five. Two thousand and five. No, 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 two thousand four. Sorry, yeah. last okay. year was March of the Penguins. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> well, no, it yeah, was a wonderful I, film, and on top yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. it was a call to action because uh, what happened as a result of that film is that the photographs of the children that were featured in the film were sold, and yes. lots of that money uh, helped to build a school for kids, the the children of prostitutes, and, and so something actually came out of that that changed the situation of the people there. Oh, it's such a great character study of the children, too. Exactly. Uh, uh, each, each one of them had a different personality and a different take on the success that they were, they were getting through these photographs. Weren't they all given cameras? And they, yes, they were. Yeah. That was it. A photographer went over there to teach them how to take photographs and thought, wow, this is an opportunity to make a film as well about this. Yeah. And this year, we had some absolutely fabulous um, yeah, films. Oh, they ran the gamut from one on Black Gold, which was a, a whole sort of inside story about the impoverished Ethiopian coffee growers and the injustices there. Uh, and we also had a film called... Was that the called Black, Black Gold was the name of the... It's called Black Gold, and huh. it's about the coffee growers huh. in Ethiopia and the, you know, the injustices that they undergo. And it's a real expose of the multi-billion dollar coffee industry. You'll, you'll only want to drink coffee that is uh, fair traded from now on. So when you go into your local coffee shop, 
be sure you ask for a brand <laughs> okay. that's been fair traded, and they'll, they'll give it to you. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that's all, uh, that label is beginning to appear in more and more places, fair trade, which yeah, is a great thing. Well, that's one of the, the wonderful beauties of this genre, and that is people go into documentary filmmaking not for fame and not for fortune, because usually you don't get either, uh, but you do have a passion about a subject, and often bringing that subject to the world is can make some changes or can at least affect uh, information and knowledge, and I think there's a great demand uh, around the world now for information other than what we get through the media, through Hollywood. There's a place for all of that, but there's also a place for stories based on true life situations situations, real people, and real issues. I want to remind the listeners of the word that we're speaking with Sandra Roosh, and she's the executive director of the International Documentary Association. I want to hear more titles of the documentary. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm always, you know what, both Nathan and I are, are, Nathan and I both become uh, quite the documentary fans over these last Ten years, well, and I'm and delighted. I just, and, and our organization yeah. is is basically open to anyone who wants to join. You don't have to be a filmmaker. You can be a fan of the documentary genre because you're helping support filmmakers. We publish a magazine, and through us, filmmakers have a better chance of getting their film seen and made. But some of the other films that were shown last month, uh, another one was called Abduction, the Megumi Yokota story, and this is. Produced by Jane Campion, who was an Oscar-winning director of feature films, and it's a story of a true story of obviously of a 13-year-old Japanese girl who was abducted by North Korean spies in 1977. And this film follows her parents for 30 years as they battle to bring her home. Wow. And it's a, an incredible story of espionage and family love, etc. That was so, yeah, watch out for that one and Black Gold. And then there is another fascinating film called Jesus Camp, and oh, this yes. was. The, it's about evangelical Christians, and there is a camp that children go to in Devil's Lake, North Dakota, where the kids as young as six-year-olds are taught to become dedicated Christian soldiers in God's army. And it's the first time we've had a look into an intense training ground that recruits born-again Christian children to become part of the active of America's political future. And it's a very moving and very beautifully made film. Yeah, I, I hear that it's it's very, well, I, I don't know how else to say it, but it's nonpartisan. Yeah, I heard it's very flat totally, presentation, totally, yeah. You to, just... to tell you how nonpartisan it is, that the people who are featured in the film are very pleased with it, so you know oh, that good. they feel that their story has been told in an objective way, and, yeah. and the filmmakers have not taken the side. And then we have one called Deliver Us from Evil, and this is the story of Oliver O'Grady, who was one of the most notorious pedophile priests in modern history, right. and this is an investigation of how he was allowed to to do what he did across Northern California for over 20 years. And again, a powerful and beautifully made film. Didn't they catch up with him in some other, like in Ireland well, or something? he some... lives in Ireland, yes. Yeah. He's a free man um, yeah. in Ireland. Talks and quite he was frankly very about what he... And very yeah. eager to be in this film. Yeah. And then we go to the the inevitable uh, Iraqi situation. There's two films that are incredible. One is called The Ground Truth. And this is a very powerful and unflinching documentary that features footage of um, where the filmmaker has interviewed young Americans who were vets of Iraq and who are articulating their stories on camera. And these are stories that you'll have never have heard before because these people are now out of the war and can speak very candidly about their experience. And then you jump to something from the other side, Iraq in Fragments, which is 
uh, a picture of the country from the point of view of the Iraqis. And it, it's filmed in a very, very taste style with no script uh, narrative. It just explores ordinary Iraqi people. And you get to see this through the eyes of children and parents, etc. So you've yeah. got both our point of view of having been there and the point of view of the people who were affected by our being there. Which is terrific. I'm, I'm sorry, which is terrific because, frankly, we've been there three and a half years, and I imagine if you ask most Americans what it is it like for the daily life of an Iraqi civilian, they couldn't tell you very much at all. So it's always, it's a good, I'm sure it's a very good perspective. It's a very, very good and very beautifully shot. And then we have a very poignant film called The Trials of Daryl Hunt. In North Carolina in 1984, there was a murder of a white woman and a young black man named Daryl Hunt was accused, and he was uh, wrongfully convicted after since 1984 to the present. And this shows the examination of the community and the criminal justice system, and it's about the two lawyers that believed in him. He's now free, and he actually, he and the two lawyers appeared at the screenings and did a Q&A after every screening, and it was really powerful. And then we jumped to something <laughs> called An Unreasonable Man. And I, I bet you don't know who that is. Well, <laughs> the past 40 years, Years, there's been somebody named Ralph Nader who's built a re- legislative record that rivals any president. And you will find things out about Mr. Nader that we never knew. I mean, every time you buckle your seatbelt, it should say made possible by Ralph Nader <laughs> because he was one of the people that made that possible. And all the sidewalks that have access for handicaps, again, Ralph Nader. So he's done a tremendous amount of things. And there are people who are pro and con. And yeah. after this film, even those who were you know, Khan seems to have changed their mind about this incredible, uh, incredible, you know, legislative yeah. firebrand and activist. Relentless and tenacious man, isn't he? Well, Sandra, very, very I, 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 well, we're now... unreasonable, but tenacious. Yeah. And now, then now, there's a oh. film called This Film Is Not Yet Rated, and this is a unprecedented investigation into the MPA film rating system and the impact that it's had on, its, on the American culture. And this is really fascinating because you'll see how the MPA makes its decisions. So we, I mean, there are many more, but yeah, we, yeah, no, we, we could go it on. It was a wonderful week. Mike what? and I were lucky enough to see uh, the uh, this film is not yet rated. Oh, you did. Uh huh. Well, and it, it's it's great. In fact, we spoke with um, Kirby Dick. Oh, Kirby, Kirby Dick last right. week. Yeah, and he was very uh, very good, fantastic. very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's a wonderful film. It, it, it's it's a uh, it, it really lays out what the problem is with the rating system. And, Absolutely. And, and there's, there's no doubt that something needs to be done with that because it's really not doing any job at all except serving the, the major studios. Exactly. And, I mean, it's amazing what, what can get by with violence but can't get by yeah. in terms of language yeah. or, or in terms of relationships, yeah. etc. So, I mean, there's a yeah. lot to be learned well, said, and from this entire world of the documentary. Yes, itself. there is. Well, Senator, I want to ask you, um, now you, you said you, you were showcasing this at the Arclight. Do all these films have distribution, further distribution? Will we be uh, able to see them? Not all of them, but the majority now do have distribution. And so you will, the, the public will have a chance to see them. Black Gold will be distributed in, in um, theaters. So will Abduction. Good. So will um, uh, Jesus Camp. Uh, that's an A&E film. Right. And Deliver Us from Evil is a Lionsgate film. Well, the Ground Truth will be released by Focus Features. And this film is not rated as uh, well. You, did you see already, it in the theater? You no, know, we saw we saw a, a screener, we, but, yeah, but, okay. but but it's at the theaters. It's across the street from right, us. So. Right, it's it's out there now. So, and um, Iraq and well, Fragments has a, has typecast releasing, and the Trials of Daryl Hunt uh, will have HBO 
and right. IFC will release an unreasonable man. Okay, so well, a, terrific. There's, there's well, a now, chance for all of you to go and see these films. Right, Nassandra. So because of them, you showing them at the Arclight, does that automatically qualify them for Academy the, consideration? The Academy rules are, are very uh, complicated and interesting. They are different than the rules for features film. On the ca- to become eligible, you must show for seven days consecutively in a theater in Los Angeles County or the borough of Manhattan, and then you must go out on a rollout to uh, four states, a minimum of four states, and eight theaters in those four states. So we also take these films on tours so that they'll get out to other cities, okay. and then they are considered qualified that doesn't, or eligible, and then, of course, no one knows who's going to be nominated, but this, it right. this puts them in the running. Well, Sandra, that's we're, great. We're speaking with Sandra Roosh yes, yes. of the uh, International Documentary Association, if I wanted to be a member, yes. which I do want oh. to be a member, uh, is going to your website the best Perfect. place to go? It's very easy to sign up online, www.documentary.org. Yeah, so documentary.org is really right. all you need to, to remember there. and Yeah, that's that's exactly. simple enough. Excellent. And, <laughs> and I, I think it's important to point out that in addition to highlight showcasing these films, um, you facilitate filmmakers, you facilitate them in ways of getting financing for their films. Not that you yourselves or as an organization underwrite these things, but you try to put filmmaker with the appropriate financing, etc. You you're, you're really are uh, an organization that's dedicated to helping a filmmaker make a good film. Our whole mission is to keep the genre alive, and we do have, thank you for bringing this up, we have a program called Fiscal Sponsorship, where filmmakers submit their proposals and budgets, and they become a non-profit status, 501c3, under our umbrella. This allows them to go out and raise money from their films, because most of the time you have to go to foundations or organizations right. or, you know, the National Endowment for the Arts or the state agencies, and they require that the filmmaker be nonprofit. So we have 300 filmmakers in that program itself, wow. and we lead them towards areas where we know that they can possibly get some funding. So that's a very important part of our mission. Yeah, it's not just about uh, showcasing films, it's about really... Getting them made. Getting them made, and getting yeah. and, and, and the fact that you take them on the road to sort of help them fulfill this requirement for Academy consideration is another remarkable part of the, the work that you do at IDA. So well, Thank you. Yeah. Well, we believe strongly in nonfiction, and we can see that the world is also catching up. It used to be the sort of stepchild of the film business because oh, yeah. it didn't get out there, it didn't make money. Uh, but now it's proven that people do want to see these stories, and they do have a theatrical life. And, of course, the real life for this is for DVDs because that's where the filmmakers can hopefully make at least back their, some of their money. Most filmmakers who are documentary filmmakers make their money, make their films on credit cards, believe it or not. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, Spellbound, if you remember, Remember that film that was made almost totally on a credit card, except they had needed another fifteen thousand dollars, and it could only get to them if they were nonprofit. So they became part of our fiscal sponsorship. They got the grant. They finished the film, right. and well, as we know, it went on to be a nominee. Right. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. I enjoyed that movie quite a bit. <laughs> Spellbound. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, oh, there's so many. I'm just going back the the Freedman, the film uh, about the Freedman. Oh yes, capturing the Freedman. Capturing that, the Freedman. Yeah. Uh, I could go back. Uh, King Genghis Blues, one of my favorite documentaries. Oh wow, uh, you really know your stuff. Uh, I you mean, guys are extremely <laughs> well educated. Well, well just the, well, the, I, there's. Just so I mean, you know the the old saying, you 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 know, uh, uh, reality is much better or much more powerful. Than, That's an than old fiction. saying. Well, exactly. I just made it up. <laughs> I mean, something about being more more. But anyway, you can't make this stuff up, and documentaries That's, are proof yeah, of it. Tarnation is another one. Terrific. That there was an uptick in interest uh, of documentaries. 
Oh, yeah, there's okay. no question about yeah, it. There's I, an uptick. I, not only is that, is that there's at least eight films out there right now who have grossed over a million dollars that are in play. And that's outstanding for a documentary. Yeah, Believe me, most people, you know, never expect their films to do that. So that we know that the theatrical release of films is encouraging people to see them and encouraging theater owners to give these films a chance to get to the public, hopefully not only theatrically but through DVD and obviously television. But a theatrical release gives it the credibility so that then people will, you know, hopefully hear about it and if not, buy it on DVD, rent it, etc. Netflix, of course, has been a great boon to the documentary genre. Yeah, and haven't they actually they really have championed a few documentaries of late, absolutely yeah. and at least you know now you can go to Netflix and, and try to find some of the documentaries you've heard about or you've missed so it's been a great help to this genre particularly I, I did want to point out that this, I don't, don't want to get too far afield here but the, the, the I, you call it a documentary Tarnation the film that came out definitely a couple a years documentary well, he, definitely he, he, the guy claims to have made the film for under $200 on his Macintosh computer so I mean exactly. a lot of it was home movies but the fact is that filmmaking is much more accessible today than it's ever been, particularly in the realm of, of documentary filmmaking. You can make an inexpensive but powerful film for very little money if you have the imagination and if you have a good story. You can and do the it. story. The story, you know, it's uh, like everything else. It's the story and having access to the subjects and the way you present that is, is what gives the film the power and the you know, meaning to people. Yeah. So it's, it's, the technology has allowed us to do much more. And we're thrilled. And, and some people thought, oh, my, with the technology, the, the quality would decline. On the contrary, no, no. it's not. No, we no. see more, more documentaries and better ones every year. Yeah. Well, that's true. Now, Sandra Rush, the uh, executive director of International Documentary Association, is there a documentary out there we don't know about that, that you're championing right now? Is there, is there <laughs> something you're uh, well, keeping secret from us? Well, we're championing all the ones in DocuWeek, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, and there's many more that, um, okay. that we maybe, not, maybe we don't even know about that are going to be out there for, okay. um, you know, for consideration. Uh, we also have what's coming up uh, called the IDA Achievement Awards, and we've oh. been doing this for 23 years. We give a, an award to the best feature documentary and best short documentary. And there are some films there. Uh, we will be announcing this on October 15th, and there will be some films that perhaps you people have never heard about. So yeah. Uh, no, um, called, that's coming um, up, and that's a dinner you guys have? Uh, yes, we have a, a big celebration that's open to the public at the PGA when we announce the winners. And uh, there will be a few films that maybe you guys haven't seen yet. Yeah. Uh, sure. One of them is called Can Mr. Smith Go to Washington? Okay. And okay. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of, uh, there's a French film there. Uh, there's going to be wonderful things that people have not seen before. And we, we invite everyone to attend. This is, all uh, the information is on our website. Okay, very good. October 15th in, uh, in uh, October 15th, we will announce the nominees. And December okay. 8th at the DGA Theater, we will have the actual uh, gala event, and the winners will be announced. Oh, great. Excellent. Well, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to have uh, been a member and, uh, and been to the office, and it's a... It's a Humble uh, a place where you do great <laughs> work, and yeah. it really you guys obviously are dedicated to what you do. It's it's really uh, it's great. It well, continue to you. do we your love work. It. Well, I'm we're sure small, you do, but we're powerful. I I think that's one of the appeals of documentary. It's one of those things when you when you love it, you you feel it. You, it's one of those things. Exactly. I mean, and and you because these are stories that need to be told. Somebody you know, strapped on a camera and put themselves at some risk and danger and most of the time to do these things. 
and the, your your desire to make sure that those things see the light of day, I think, is just wonderful. So, thank you so much thank you for the work for you do. Thank you for bringing uh, this to the to your audience, uh, and we hope that they'll continue to support the genre. Well, Santa Rusha, go to documentary dot org, and you'll find out more all you need to know about ID Eight. Have a lovely day, everyone. You, you too. too. Thank you. Bye bye. To learn more about Film School, listen to more interviews, or subscribe to our podcast, visit our website at KUCI.org slash filmschool.